Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Yeah, Monday morning episode. Here we go. Start of a new week. Uh, football again. Quite exciting at the weekend. Did you enjoy hell, mate. Spurs this versus is, West Ham yesterday? This is a rare so. example of an episode in which I actively want to discuss football. But <laughs> I will try not to because it's boring for everyone else. I appreciate that. But I am, as the kids say, still buzzing off my nut this morning mm-hmm. from that West Ham game. It's wild, I mean. It? It is, I said to Len, I said, mate, this is perfect. This is this is as close to perfect as it gets, being a football fan. 3-0 mm. down against your enemies, your local rivals. I mean, you know, I've raised Len to understand that our rivals are Millwall. So he, he takes exception to me saying that Tottenham are our rivals because yeah. they're not uh, You're traditionally. You're rival. But, for, but yeah, but, you know, you've got your big rival, haven't you? You got your traditional rival, but if you're not in the fucking same, ever in the same division as them, you got a. You never play them. Yeah, I mean, you need to find a, a backup rival. You got a backup rival. Spurs are our backup rival, mm. and and also look, even objectively, everyone knows Spurs are awful cunts, right? I'm sorry if you're a Spurs fan listening, but they're a trumped up club with overinflated ideas of themselves. They are the Boise of the footballing world, right? I did think and, this yesterday when they scanned across the 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 new stadium, empty of course, before the yeah. match started, and you saw that massive stand they've got behind the goal that goes right up, yeah, into the sky. And I thought, what the fuck's this all for? They're, What's prepos- this about? they're preposterous, fucking gold cockerel that they've put atop their roof. <laughs> I, I mean, never. And this is coming from West Ham fan, and and God knows West Ham and the East End of London generally is guilty of, let's say, self-romanticising and certainly (laughs) sentimentalising everything, right? Of course, of course, right? But but Tottenham, fuck me, unbelievable the degree to which they think they're central to the footballing universe, despite the fact that they, yeah, what the fuck have they ever done? Nothing. Mm. You know, they won won a double in 1961, right? Um, and they've had a few skillful players. Well, fucking everyone has. Sunderland have had the fucking about as many Mavericks as Tottenham anyway. Here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. I don't actually. This is stupid. I'm getting stuck into Tottenham, which is ridiculous. T- Tottenham are a good side, actually. I've got a lot of good friends and a brother who's Spurs fans. Uh, and and I, actually, I think Tottenham are, are a decent team this season. Who might challenge for the but- league, but. The point I'm making, and I've gone into too much detail, and it's pathetic. The, the point is, is that I really dislike Tottenham. Uh, mm. Tottenham are our big rivals in the Premier League. To come back and and draw level from 3-0 down with an absolute fucking thunder bastard like that from your sub, with the literal fast, last kick of the game. 
It's like the carbon copy of what Stephen Gerrard did against us in the 2006 yeah. World uh, FA Cup final, which is my single most painful memory as a football yeah. fan. It's the most painful experience of my life as a football fan was that yeah. moment. And I've carried around that pain for 14 years, right? Yeah. And it does things like that, awful things. And we've all had them, whoever you support, those st- awful things. They're scars. I still remember it. I still remember that very clearly because I watched it in a Weatherspoons in Blackpool. Mm. And then uh, played uh, played pool afterwards against a Liverpool fan who took oh. his teeth out and put them on the side of the table because he Classic. said it made him play better. Yeah, wow. And uh, he had no recollection of Liverpool having won the FA Cup just an hour beforehand. He was so he drunk. was so pissed. Yeah, excellent. All right, and, then we, him, and, then. Then, and then we went to see Radiohead without the Liverpool fan. What a great fucking day! <laughs> what a day! <laughs> what a day to be alive! That was like last, last night. West Ham three all. Yep. The Wall, and then I watched The Fly, that David Cronenberg film, which I'd never right, yeah. seen. I've never the, seen it. The Jeff Goldblum one. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And it was like, I was buzzing. Uh, you know, there's a chance you could have put on any fucking film at that point, and I would have been sitting there going, this is the best film I've ever seen, because mm. I was euphoric. I was euphoric. And like I say, I carried the pain around of that last-minute thing, and when it happens, like when your heart's broken like that, in in a in a big game in the FA Cup final, you you know obviously it kind of impacts upon your enjoyment of football forever because mm. it's a scar and it's just like you know when you see a dog that you know, that you've got from Battersea but you know it was beaten by its previous owner it can never yeah. quite accept that you love it mm. it always thinks that you're going to turn on it yeah. it always carries that around right and that's how you can feel if you've had your heart broken football sense, which every fan has in one way that's or another. Rough. Even when you're 3-0 up, you're always like, it's not going to work out. You you kind of need it to happen in reverse to sort of go some way to healing those wounds. And for Lanzini to have done almost a carbon copy goal, having been 3-0 down against Tottenham at their place, was just, I just felt fucking sensational, mate. Sensational. I'll bet. I'll bet. I felt it alive and invigorated. Yeah, in ways that you rarely do these days. What's your favourite memory of Sunderland beating Newcastle? I mean, there's been a few occasions that's happened. It's pretty even between you two on the whole, isn't it? It's It's got to be the one at St James's Park in the pissing rain where we won 2-1 and Phillips scored that goal where the ball had, had come out to the, the left-hand side and it got stuck in the standing water yeah. and then he got to it and skidded and sort of just chipped it over over their keeper. It was ah. the night when Rude Hullett, it was Rude Hullett's last match, I think, and he oh, left Shearer on Shira. the bench. And he put oh, a yeah, 17 year old kid that. up front. Yeah. That was Shira, fucking. Um, we Shira we literally the... sacked him, didn't he? Basically. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. We well, sacked himself, didn't he? <laughs> mm. um, and we were uh, watched that at the stadium of light on a beanbag because ah. we were happy We were happy to pay money to watch a football match that wasn't going to be on Sky. But we'll get back yeah. to that a bit later on, I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's been a little bit of feedback about our uh, arguments through the day. Yeah. Yeah, probably that one. That one. But there was one as well. There was one where we were at home and we were 2-1 down and we did come back and it was Phillips again and he scored to make it 2-2 and the crowd absolutely went fucking wild and uh, I can't remember who was the commentator that day but he said that he actually felt the stadium shake. Oh, amazing. You know, and that doesn't happen. Uh, uh, Di got a victory against Newcastle, didn't he? I think he I did. remember. Didn't he slide on his knees or was he that did. another game? He, yeah, he slid along the touchline on his knees. Brilliant. And we beat them 3 0 at their place. But that was one of the six in a row, I think it was, that yeah. we beat them. Yeah. It was just it was just that was even when we were in a relegation battle every season. 
But, but still we always get six points off the Geordies. Good times. <laughs> and now it's we're in, in a derby. And although technically West Ham didn't win yesterday, let's be honest, we did win. And I feel that the Premier League should give us three points. I'll yeah. be writing my Lampard dispatch to <laughs> Sir John Premier League later today with my quill. <laughs> do, you want, do you want us to quickly look at the prediction results from the weekend? Yeah. Uh... You got no points. Results bot got no points. I got one point. Oh, fucking hell. Well, it was an unpredictable weekend. I mean, Wasn't a lot it? of interesting things happened. What about fucking Villa? What One again? Yeah. Four in a row. But I don't want to say it's the 80s, but I think it might be the 80s because it could Everton be a two-horse race. Villa yeah. and Everton. Come on. Yeah, totally. Proper fucking 80s <clears throat> league champions right there, mate. But, I mean, when they signed Barkley on loan from Chelsea, I just, I just nodded at my son and I went, Great signing, that son. Watch Great Villa. signing. Hey, you pointed to your eye in that way. You know, yeah. like, my favourite ever gesture, and any any decent English man's favourite ever gesture, is when Gary Lineker pointed at his eye yeah. when Gaza was crying in yeah. Natalia 90. And I tried to do that to my son quite a lot. Hey, yeah. hey have a word with him. That was kind <laughs> sometimes of what I, I do it to my wife about my son. <laughs> hey, have a word with him. <laughs> <laughs> Give it the little Lineker. And you saw Barkley say... Yeah. For Villa, and you're like, hey, keep an eye on that. Well, I <laughs> keep said an it, eye I on said Villa, it in son. a tone of voice. I said it, it was kind of like, yeah, you're too young to understand why, yeah. but I'm telling you, listen to your dad. That listen, listen to your dad. Hey, just for once. Exactly. Yeah. Just for once, take what I'm giving you, put it in your pocket, Think about keep it, it go, there. Go back to it in the future. Go back to it. Yeah. And work out why I said what I said. And then you can come back and thank me then. But for now, you don't have to say anything. Just take it. Just listen. Barkley, yeah. Villa, great signing. <laughs> fucking hell I hope Villa I mean like they asked Declan Rice after the game why are, you know do you have any insight as to why this is all happening like all these weird results and he said well he said it must be something to do with the fans not being there and yeah. I, I think of course in a way we as fans have underestimated that because you think for years you always go you assess a club partly on the team and the manager, but partly mm. on that club. That's why clubs have personalities. That's why, you know, players change, managers change, even owners change. Sometimes for the, the badges and the kits change. Mm. And yet there is something in the, you know, supposed club DNA that remains the same. So that's why you get people saying, oh, it's a bit spursy, right? Yeah. Or there are certain things that West Ham are just known for. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, basically, West Ham were always known for being a bit soft-centred, the, the, yeah. uh, you know, in games and stuff. And and these things just continue through generations and you wonder why. And you think, well, of course, because it's the same fucking fans, right? The fans come back. So obviously the atmosphere generated in a stadium is a big factor in how the teams perform. And if you take that fucking away, then it's 11 men versus 11 men. And it almost becomes like a different fucking game altogether. It turns out the fans have been ruining football for decades. Yeah. Keep fans out hindrance. of football. We've Maybe we should start a campaign. Yeah. Football has been more entertaining without the fans there because you do lack the atmosphere, which is obviously amazing. And we'd all rather be at our club stadium. Yeah. Um, although some of us wouldn't. Some of us would like to be sat at home watching it for free. <laughs> right. <laughs> Of course, of course, of course. But I tell you, the pressure's off these fucking players. So you see players... You know, like you always hear, oh, he's amazing in training, 
You hear that, mm. don't you, about certain yeah, yeah. players? Yeah. And they go, it's amazing in training. And, it, you know, unfortunately, you just can't recreate the same form on the pitch. Mm. That's because of the fucking fear factor and the pressure um, yeah. but of the fans. I get that. Take it away, and you've got all of these players who are playing at their absolute fucking best. Like West Ham, just take one example. West Ham, we've got this player, Arthur Masuaku, and everyone, um, and he, he's been a bit of a liability like for West Ham since he signed for us. But every, all the players have always said he's our most skillful player in training. Mm. And apparently the players with successive managers, Bilic, Pellegrini, Moyes, have said... You should, why aren't you picking Arthur? Arthur's our best player. Takes the piss mm. every day in training. You never, you know, he'd have, he'd be inconsistent sometimes, show glimpses of brilliance. Fuck it up. This season, he, he looks, he looks like a bloody Cristiano Ronaldo when he gets the ball. It's incredible because mm. the fans aren't there. Yeah, it's on his back. I mean, yeah, even if, even if they're not getting on their back, it's just the fact that they're there. We, when we dropped into League One, we signed, we were, had to sign a few players from League One and League Two because that's mm. a level we're at. We've got no money. We've got to bring mm. these players in and forge a team because we had like uh, eight professionals, I think, in the first year training. We need to build a new team yeah. from wherever. And some of them said we weren't used to playing in front of 30,000 fans, which is what we were getting. Mm. And mm. it was some of them were saying it was daunting and it was like, yeah. you know, hard to deal with and that's not 30,000 fans that are on their back that was 30,000 fans that were willing the team to do well it's it's just that pressure of there being all those fans there doesn't matter if they're positive or negative it's just the fact that yeah. they are there you're just playing in a fucking stadium with that many thousand people watching you I mean being a great footballer is fucking is psychological as much as physical every sport like, is yeah like you can, if you can go out and you can all, I mean, you know, we can all do it out on the wreck, can't we? Down the wreck, we can all <laughs> score worldies. But if you can fucking go out and just switch off, switch that noise out in your brain, or some players, the real nutters, are almost driven by it even more. Some are just able to like switch it out, silence in their brain and just focus mm. like they're training. And some are like, you know, you get your Slatan Ibrahimovic's. And it's like, if you fucking shout at me, then I'll, you know, I'll become even I'll better. I'll sure you. Yeah. More powerful than you can ever imagine. Or Frank Lampard, whenever he played against West Ham, because West Ham fans would give him dogs abuse. And to be fair, loads of West Ham fans gave him abuse even when he played for us. So he had a quite understandable um, grudge against West Ham fans, right? Yeah. Which you, it's, I don't like Frank Lampard, but it's six to one, half a dozen to the other. I can totally sympathise with his point of view about the whole relationship sort of thing. Mm. And to hand it to him, he would almost always score against West Ham. And the moment he walked out on the pitch, everyone, the whole fucking stadium, would be singing abuse at him, right? Everyone would be singing <laughs> Big Fat Frankie Lampard, right? And he would fucking score. And then also, just, I mean, it was like, we'd obviously really got to him because everyone would always sing songs about being fat. Yeah. which he never really was. But when he first came into Team West Ham, he was he hadn't lost a, a little bit. He wasn't all tone though. Whenever he scored against us, he would make a point of removing his shirt and then running over to the fans <laughs> to show off his muscular physique. Look at me. Look at me. I don't have an ounce of body fat on my person. And look at you, you tubby, grotty little men. <laughs> Just wait there a moment. Inside my sock, I have got a printout of my BMI, which I did this morning on the internet, so it's up to date and valid. I eat a high-protein diet throughout the week, with some carbs taken on board before the game for energy purposes. 
It I obviously works. You it's obvi- when you eat pine nuts, I doubt it very much. <laughs> I have that Huel stuff that you see advertised on Facebook. It's a protein powder. <laughs> I mix it with water and have it between meals to stave off hunger pangs. A lot of people say it's grey and tasteless, but I actually like it. <laughs> I don't eat for pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a machine. machine. I'm a machine that requires fuel, just like Ivan the engine required coal. <laughs> uh, weird reference, Frank. Not really. Yeah. Not if you adore Ivan the engine, which I do. <laughs> That's how I developed my interest in steam trains. There are lots of steam railways that still operate successfully in the north. <laughs> I've read about them in books. Myself and my wife Christine Bleakley sometimes go for a day trip on a on the Bluebell Railway in Sussex. <laughs> it's like you're transported to a different era. Oh god. Oh. Uh yeah, so some players just react better to yeah. not I mean some some fucker has got in touch on our email and taken issue with our opinion. Can you believe it? We don't do this for people to disagree with us. This, this, uh, yeah, I saw this and I thought, hang on a minute, he's made the mistake here. He thinks this is talk sport, where that we, <laughs> yeah. we, 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 we require the opinions of the listeners in order to exist. Yeah. That's not how this works at all. Uh, yeah, and like what they say on talk sport is, that's fine, that's your opinion, and that's what the game's all about. It's all about opinions. And I always used to think, that's fucking enough. <laughs> It's got nothing to do with opinions. It's about I mean, scoring goals. I'm not saying you can't have opinions about football, and I'm not saying that when you're on TalkSport and people are disagreeing, it's not entertaining. It can be. That's all mm. fine. But it is factually incorrect to say the game's all about opinions. Yeah, opinions, your opinion, my opinion, anyone's opinion, make no fucking difference to, what, to the outcomes of the game. Mm. I would say a closer truth is opinions are like arseholes. Everybody's got one. I mean, not everybody's got an arsehole. There's some people that don't for various reasons, but the majority of people have got arseholes. Everyone's got one, got opinions. but some, um, some are more efficient than others. Some are more valid than others, yeah. <laughs> some are more functional than the others, and some are decrepit. Jalapeño. If you like what you've been listening to on Top Flight Time Machine, why not consider heading over to patreon.com slash Machine, where you can subscribe uh, not only does your monthly subscription help support this podcast and keep it going, it also gives you access to a huge amount of extra exclusive content. Loads of extra episodes, yeah. You'll be getting an episode a day. And Pretty it costs much. less than a fiver, less than a pint Whether a you month. like it or not, go to tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings to find out more and get involved. There's T-shirts and everything. I mean, for fuck's sake, what more do you want? Jalapeño. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. The other day we said that we agreed with the idea of Premier League clubs paying for uh, charging fourteen ninety five for fans to watch matches. <clears throat> Let's remind you matches which wouldn't be on Sky or BT Sport normally. Anyway, we had yeah. a load of free ones at the tail end mm. of last season, which, which was, was nice. just kindness then again, because the we were locked down. Com- we were locked down completely for a long time. We were we were allowed to go out and exercise for an hour a day. Remember that? Like being I mean? in everything was yeah. shut. Cinemas, McDonald's, KFC, restaurants, every cunt was shut. You know? Greg's. Greg's, especially Greg's. M&M Direct. Greg's on Just Eat Now. Yeah, so got no worries there. I'll have a sausage roll, please. One vegan sausage roll. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Yes, it is. Well, it may feel a long way to come just to deliver one vegan sausage roll, but it's my right as a customer. And if I want another one later, I shall order another single. I'm happy to pay the £2 delivery charge. That's up to me. (laughs) That's my choice. It's something called market forces. I suggest you read up on it. (laughs) Uh, Unless I'm sorely mistaken, we did not elect a a communist government recently. We're still a capitalist economy. did, Did Jeremy Corbyn win the election? Oh, I must have missed that memo. (laughs) <laughs> no it was Bojo so we are still operating in a capitalist system please read up on your Milton Keynes <laughs> and your Adam Smith my personal hero <laughs> oh god so yeah this email uh, is entitled you fucking Tories fucking hell I didn't like seeing that when I woke up I was in a good no. mood I was in a good mood after last night's uh, football, but he's gone, you fucking Tories. This is a, yeah, so we said, look, it's, you know, you've got to support your club. You've got to contribute. Football can't happen for Mm. free. It's not all funded by, you know, the fucking United Arab Emirates by a rich family, right? There's, it's a, it's a business like any other. And we're the consumers. In fact, we're more than consumers. We're supporters. And, Mm. and now is the time to support your club in, in some way, because obviously, there's no getting away from it. They're suffering because they haven't got gate receipts. So we said, well, what's the problem? If it's a game that you would otherwise not be able to see, you can't go. It usually costs 70 quid to go. So yeah. instead, what they're saying is we'll pay 15 quid and watch it at home. Um, 14, he's got new fucking Tories. 14.95 is a complete rip-off. The cameras are all there for much of the day anyway. 
The cameras are there anyway. How the fuck does that work, right? Go into McDonald's, order a fuck it, order some fries. They ask you for money. You go, fucking hell, you'd make those fries anyway. You didn't make them fresh. They're sitting there because, you know, sometimes they're not making them. They're all sitting there in that. What would you call it? The big, hot cabinet. The chip hot cabinet. And they just fucking shovel them out. They go, you fucking charged me for those. Yeah. You've already made them. But you've made them. They're there. So it's not cost you anything. So this is all profit. Well, no, that is not. This is it. We took the well, risk of making the chips. If I didn't come along to buy them, you'd throw them in the bin. So just give me them anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'll just get them out of the bin myself. They're all, the cameras are, how old is the bloke who wrote this? Fucking much, much of the day then. The cameras are no, all there for much of the day anyway. No, no one's they, forcing you to pay for it. There's no marginal cost. What's Comparing. I don't know what that means. Comparing with cost of attending the batches, comparing apples and oranges. Well, yeah, you might you you may have a point there. It's a different experience, but that's why if you go to the game, you're getting charged seventy quid. But if you watch it at home, you're being charged fourteen ninety five, which yeah. I think is reasonable. Um, compare with the day pass, ten pound for twenty four hours. Ten pounds. Well, you said it, that's on now TV. That's a right? day pass. That's like a now TV Sky Sports day pass, which gets you the matches that are on Sky anywhere. And a Sky subscription for the sports is, what, 30 quid a month? So if you're paying £10 for 24 hours times 30 days, hmm. that'll be 300 quid a month. So that, that doesn't fucking stand up as an uh, argument uh, at all, uh, and, and look, the thing is, is that look, the Premier League, the Sky TV plus BT Sport, whoever, the TV package is paid by the television companies to the Premier League for a certain number of televised games per season, Right. Mm-hmm. They get that money and they split it all up between them. Fine, right? That is one source of income for Premier League clubs, right? Now, they organise themselves on the basis, like all businesses do, of, of all the different revenue that they can predict is going to come in, right? And then they spend money accordingly. So they they may well still be getting that money for the Premier League, but that's for that certain number of games, the yeah. other games that aren't televised, they're effectively not being paid TV money for, right? But yeah. what they are doing is selling fucking tickets to those games, thousands and thousands of tickets at high prices, plus all the extra revenue they get yeah. from thousands of people turning up at the stadium, buying merchandise yeah, food, and food, etc. right? They have missed out on all of that. This is your club. You support them. Now, this clowns to John Football... Right, reckons uh, he hasn't said who he supports. Maybe he's one of these fuckers who doesn't have a club. No, yeah. I'm a fan of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a fan of the game. I, I am not partisan. I, have no I love all football. Yeah, I have no affiliations. I love all, all football. I'm a scholar of the game, <laughs> <laughs> but not a scholar of um, much the economics. I cannot. Uh, I mean. Not a great uh, but the, the thing is, you've got to support your club. They need money. Fourteen ninety five to watch it. If not, you're not watching it. You can stream it for free, illegally, right? We've all done that. But do you want to do that? Or do you think... Are you basically saying that you expect a football club to lay on mm. entertainment for you, right? Mm. They're not putting out a bunch of Sunday League lads. They're spending millions and millions and millions of pounds to assemble an elite team of performers, put it that way, for your fucking entertainment. And you're sat there saying, well, I don't see why I should pay for it. They should do it for me for free. I mean, I've got, I'm paying for the Sunderland games at the minute uh, online, and it's a tenner a match. And this is League One. Do you know what I mean? And I don't, I don't fucking mind that because I want to watch my team. I want to watch them play. 
and ten Maybe quid this... isn't unreasonable. Exactly. It shouldn't be fucking free. This is this, there's there's lots and lots of different arguments going on mm. around this fundamental thing, right? Yeah. One of them is people expect everything online to be free. Yeah. Because they've had it free for fucking 20, 30 years or whatever. Newspapers are all free and all that. So everyone thinks everything should be fucking free. That's in people's mentality. Kind of fuck that because fucking stuff doesn't work. And now more than ever, the economy is changing, right? The economy is changing. There was a lot of jobs that are just going to disappear possibly forever as a result of this crisis. Yeah. So all of the fucking people who've created entertainment for you to consume for free for many years, right? That is now going to have to become people's source of income, right? And the economy is just changing. You need to learn as a consumer to pay for the things that you enjoy a bit more. Yeah. And very often you're paying a very small amount, right? I mean, I, I, go, I go and watch, sometimes I'll go and watch Sunderland RCA, the Northern League team, Sunderland's mm. non-league team. It's six quid to get in and watch them. Mm. So... I don't mind paying that. Six quid's not unreasonable to watch 90 minutes well, of football. So you, you, fucking... you said it before. You said it ages ago, and it encouraged me to take out a subscription with Viz, is that if you don't pay for this shit, it will disappear. Yeah. So you said about Viz, which is something that's very dear to both of us, big influence on both of us. Like, everyone talks about Viz. Oh, Viz was great. Viz was my biggest inspiration. But, like, one day, Viz will end... Mm-hmm. hopefully not but if it does there'll be all these documentaries and all people coming on the radio and people writing articles in newspapers yeah. going, oh this it was one of the, pe- the biggest cultural phenomena of our How time could this be allowed to come to an end i know but you weren't fucking buying it you so buy i subscribe to this and yeah. i've got to admit i've Same got a bunch of just i very often don't fucking read it <laughs> but i don't care only could it's still brilliant <laughs> But sometimes there's a lot to read, isn't there? So sometimes they arrive and I think, oh, oh, I must sit down and have a session reading that. Yeah. And then I forget. But well, it doesn't matter because you were the one who fucking told me that. You said that a while ago. And, I, and you know, I subscribed to a, a West Ham podcast that I really like. Not my own <laughs> one, which is free. But there's another one that I really like. I've listened to for ages. They've now gone on Patreon, right? And they announced it this weekend. And, you know, they got dogs fucking abuse for it from a lot of West Hamers. That's out yeah. of order. I yeah. cannot believe you're trying to cash in. These guys have done it for five fucking years and, mm-hmm. like, a lot of work into it as well. Yeah, exactly. And everyone's going mad. So the thing is, you know, listen, we all want to live in a world where the, the arts are under a load of fucking pressure, right? And it's that equates with football because it's all fucking entertainment. It's all stuff we do where people perform or express themselves in some ways to lend our lives a little bit of pleasure and joy, right? So we understand that life and the world around us is about more than just fucking paying bills, right? And fucking kowtowing to the man, right? No matter what else is going on in your life, there is still people who can give you you joy and beauty and enjoyment from the things that they create. And that's whether that's football or fucking ballet, right? It's all the same. You've got to chip in because if not, it'll go. And then we'll live in a grey, soulless world, won't we? Yeah. The other other big... I mean, like I said, there's lots of like sub-arguments going on around this Premier League season ticket thing and I saw there was a Newcastle fans tweet thing because they're, they're massively trying to boycott this because obviously they fucking hate the Premier League and one of them was saying um, don't don't pay for the match on Saturday donate to the food banks instead fine great do both mm. if you want I don't know mm. you know it's your money um, but let's stick it to Sky it isn't Sky that's doing this all the matches mm. that you can buy are on Sky they're on BT Sport 
They're on all the various platforms mm. and you can subscribe them on whichever one suits you the best. It's the Premier mm. League that's doing this. The book, the real fucking problem is, Newcastle fans are complaining about this, is that a lot of them are forking out for season tickets that they signed up for. Yeah. And the club are still taking the direct debit payments month on month. Yeah. And they're yeah. not giving them any refunds for no, matches that they haven't order. beat to. That's out that, of order. That's the fucking scandal here. Yeah, that's the scandal. That's the scandal that clubs are still taking money and not giving any kind of service whatsoever in return. No. And some of them said, we're not even getting these matches free to, to be streamed. You shouldn't fucking be. If you're paying 50 quid a match on your season ticket and mm. these matches are 14 95 you want your fucking 50 quid back. Of course. And then you can put that towards watching it yeah. um, watching it live on Sky or whatever. Yeah, that That's is the, the scandal. I think what's being offered on the TV is reasonable. But if your club are taking money off you without much explanation or hope for the future, because they all uh, offered these renewals on the basis that it'll be started again by October, right? I fucking knew. I thought, you don't fucking know that. you got no fucking idea. Me getting an email from fucking Karen Brady off The Apprentice telling me that she fucking knows when coronavirus is going to be over. Fuck off, Brady. No way. Right? Um... So, yeah, that's the scandal. And clubs I mean, want to make their mind up. There's, Sunderland fans have signed up for season tickets. They, they got 12,000, I think, because that was what was going to be allowed into the stadium under the proposed rules of partial reopening. Yeah. Uh, that was as safe as it could be, 12,000 in a 47,000 seat stadium. So 12,000 of them have signed up. And what they've said is, if you don't come to the matches, you can get a refund match by match, or mm. you can get streaming. Once you take up the streaming option for minimum of one game, that negates any future refunds you'll get throughout the season. That so means you've chosen the streaming path. Yeah, yeah. But that's the so you're paying the same amount of money for the no, stream more. as you would. Do, you're paying more. Mate, the, the stream costs less. The stream okay. costs less. So that again is fucking shit. That's diabolical. That needs sorting out. That's well, the club, not- listen, the clubs are fucking all scrabbling around because the thing about most football clubs is that everyone thinks, especially with Premier League clubs, everyone naively thinks, not everyone, but a lot of younger fans, I think in particular, imagine that all clubs are cash rich. Yeah, and they, they think they're swimming in money, this. don't they? They yeah. think they're swimming, they think they're all fucking, what's his name from, uh, from the Monopoly game, right? Johnny rich Pe- Uncle Pennybags. Yeah, Rich it? Uncle fucking Pennybags. I mean, you know, that's basically Manchester City, right? Yeah. And Chelsea. Um, but even they, I think, increasingly, they try to run themselves like a business. So when those big rich people first take over, they have to give them a kickstart to get them very quickly up to the to competing at the top, right? Yeah. And that means usually three or four years of them just throwing silly money and not expecting to get any back building a team but then after that once they've established themselves they then start to try balance the books in a sensible way so it can run as a business but most clubs are running as businesses and they the reason they can afford to spend what seems like absurd amounts of money is not because the the owner just has fucking 50 million to chuck around it's because they're basically leveraging the money that they've got mainly from sky and other big income revenues right against fucking credit with banks and things in order to Mm. buy players, right? But now that's all fucking up in the air. The only Clubs have a lot of money coming in, but they have a huge amount of money going out. And so not many of them are making fucking big profits or anything like that. And now, so basically they are being out of order, but that's because they're fucking panicked because everything's up in the air. They might start to wonder how long 
the TV money will remain as high as it is. I don't know when the current deal's up, but they might think, well, they expect they kind of budget for yeah. it to go up by like 10% every time the contract gets renewed. But that's based on advertisers paying Sky, right? And that's what yeah. makes Sky it worth their while for Sky and BT Sport. But the advertiser, a lot of these brands, they're fucking going to be skint because they've been hit by COVID. So they're going to be paying the TV companies. So the TV companies will offer less to uh, the football, to Premier League. Look, outside the Premier League, clubs are going to close. Clubs are mm. going to close in the next few months because this hasn't even started yet. Mm. Because there's just absolutely no money at all in League One or League Two. Ninety percent of all transfers in League One and League Two are free transfers because there's no money. Mm. There's no fucking money, and it's gonna, you know. And I, in League One, in the Championship as well, they've had this thing called iFollow where you can buy streaming passes. They've been doing it for like two, three years now, and it it, it works. It's extra income for the clubs. And it's stuff like that that's going to give clubs in the lower leagues a chance of clinging on. Yeah. So for people to fucking piss and moan about fucking out to pay for a match, you weren't getting on Sky and you weren't getting on BT Sport free anyway, which isn't free because you're paying a subscription every month anyway. To piss and moan about having to pay to watch your team who you allegedly support. Fucking do it. Yeah. Watch watch it on a free stream. This geezer who emailed us, who do you support? That's what I want to know. You kept shtum about that, right? Compare with the day pass, £10 for 24 hours. Well, fucking get your day pass and watch whatever game Sky is showing anyway, if that's yeah. what you think makes better economic sense, right? But if you want to support your team and you want to watch your team if you have a team, right, then fucking pay your fourteen ninety five. One last thing. I did put this in an email, but for some reason the email didn't go through, so I'll just tell you now. Um, if you call me a Tory again, I will knock you out, cunt. Fair enough. Yeah. There we are. Uh, it's been a 100% football episode, Sam. Fucking hell. When was the last Shit. time that happened? Has it <laughs> Sorry ever about happened? that, everyone. Has it ever happened? <laughs> at least Sorry we did about it. that. At least we got a bit in about Huel. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. they'll sponsor us. <laughs> Huel, where's my Huel? Christine, have you hidden my Huel? It's time for my 11 o'clock Huel. Yeah, we'll start doing a sponsored read for them. Yeah. <laughs> I am an unnamed anonymous football character, and I enjoy fuel. <laughs> <laughs> it's how I maintain my physique well into my 40s. I am a football character who cannot be given a name for legal reasons, and I just want to come along and say how much I enjoy fuel. It's how I stay in shape, and Lord Sebastian enjoys it too. <laughs> I put it in his saucer. <laughs> all right that's it from this one thanks uh, apologies again for all the football uh, <laughs> take the FN tickets see ya deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 